welcome to our podcast of Banded Together UK Ensign fans. We're here to bring you some insights into the UK fandom, discussing random topics from the Across the Pond perspective, mixed with as much British humour that we can squeeze in. We are Sam from Kent, Beth from Halifax, Dee from Liverpool, Sammy from London, Natalie from Liverpool, Stephanie from Northamptonshire, Tamara from Jersey, Tara from Leicester, Maggie from London, Gemma from the Isle of Man, and Verena from London. Welcome back to part two of our very special Tony Luca episode. I'm Sam and I'm here with... Dee, Marina, Beth, Tamara and Tara. Yay! 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 So, so exciting to hear that first part of the Tony Luca episode. So hopefully everyone listening has already heard that. If you haven't, go back and listen to that before you listen to this one. Mm -hmm. So good. What a treat to have him on, right guys? So, so good. Uh, he's so nice yeah doesn't the interview with him just flow it's just so he pretty much interviews himself doesn't he he's so professional an easy job yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah he was really it was he's such a good storyteller with so much to tell and and actually um we're going to be playing part two now um and this is where he delves into more of his stories about our nsync boys uh and his time with them as well as um what he's got coming up to the future as well so um hope you enjoy this and we'll be back after We've obviously been looking through your discography and, and seeing um, the albums that you've had, and we, we referenced them at the start of the show. And um, starting with So Satisfied, and then you know many others, and of course Shotgun, we we know was co-produced by JC. Um, do, do you have a standout um, record within the albums that you've released? Um, you know, which one's your most beloved? Um, I mean, Shotgun was definitely a um, an exciting exciting time i really thought that that i had had caught my stride as a writer that i was that i'd found the commercial thing or had come back to the commercial thing in a way that felt honest and and viable um i you know there was there was there was money to to be spent there was uh you know uh, marketing and the whole big push with with getting jc attached to the project and mm-hmm. you know having i mean it felt like there was it was a it was a story happening as it was happening like i could really feel like wow mm-hmm. these are this is how this happens you know I mean, the whole thing started with on the heels of uh when jc got back from the pop odyssey tour he wanted to get in the studio and start writing and i thought he wanted to uh write stuff for the new in sync record he wanted to write really artsy stuff (laughs) and so he was excited to write with me because we were gonna find he was gonna finally write some artsy stuff and i was excited to write with him because i wanted to get a cut on an in sync record (laughs) and um and so we, we didn't write a ton of great shit, obviously, because we weren't on the same page. But <laughs> we wrote a few cool tunes. But more importantly, in those sessions, I met. Um, it's when I met uh, the guys that I wound up making the Shotgun record with: Andy Abad, the guitar player; Martin Flores, the drummer; Case Vanderlyn, the bass player. Um, we were all kind of like it was just 
we were in the studio, like just showing up every day and writing stuff. And we wrote, um, well, we write two or three songs. I think, well, Build Your World was on there. There was, I think, thought there was another one that wound up on the record. Another one that was in like close consideration that didn't make the record. Maybe there was one we wrote that uh, we were going to try to get to Mark Anthony because it kind of had like a, you know, Rob Thomas start Santana feel to it. Mm. Um, and on the other side, I think was the name of it. Um, I don't know how deep y'all's bootleg collection goes, but I got some Mine, good mine's stuff. Mine's pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that, uh, that but that time was like exciting because okay cool i started writing songs with these guys and then um had a demo in place that with a producer that jc had introduced me to that was producing all of the stuff that we were writing that he produced schizophrenic um most of that album i think with jc and um it just felt like okay yeah this is this is cool this is this is the story it's it's it's, it's unfolding um but after the after the the tour with with in sync i ended up going out on tour with mark anthony and um it, working with his manager and he helped us finish the shotgun record and uh jc you know had finished off his record and was we were both getting ready to start marketing and, and touring our new records mm-hmm. Uh, around the same time and we were like well instead of us like i mean obviously <laughs> just like it would pale in comparison <laughs> like he had he had jive records and i was you know i had dale um <laughs> but you know you probably still I- picked the better straw well the idea that we could work together and yeah. maybe tag tag team and and you know obviously a lot of it was like us just kind of trying to uh maybe coattail off of what seemed like JC's inevitable success on his record. Like if we go out and tour together, that would be great. Fans would be able to see two familiar faces on the same mm-hmm. bill. And um, it would just, it would just help our story to have him attached to the project. Um, he was very clear, like, and this is what I always admire about him is that he's always quick to sort of um, JC's never one to go like headstrong into something head first. Like uh, he's, he's, usually pretty careful and conservative on certain things. Uh, And he, when Dale and I were like, Hey, would you be, would you be willing to uh, attach your name to this project? Cause it could help us do things on the backside of it to market and promote and get some inside track with radio that we might not have otherwise. Um, So aside from just like all of the introductions that JC made that by default kind of, paved the way for shotgun um he he wasn't really like in the studio with us working on this project he wasn't like he didn't we you know we didn't really use any of the stuff right. that he and i co- co-wrote um it was just more so him lending his name to the project so that on the backside we would have some some more muscle and um it seemed like a no-brainer to me and dale jc said hey you know you may not you may not want that. It may not be beneficial to you in the genre that you're heading in with this record. It may, who knows what may happen with my record. And I don't want, I'd hate for whatever happens on my thing to tarnish what happens with your thing. And then almost to like demonstrate his point, the whole JC or the whole Justin halftime thing, which led to JC 
getting canceled from the halftime thing at the Pro Bowl, like all those sort of yeah. trappings that occurred that, mm-hmm. you know, just that's kind of exactly what JC was talking about. Like he was affiliated with JC just because of, hey, they're in the biggest band in the world together. But it was it was close enough a relationship that even the NFL was like, nope. You know, oh, and yeah. I, 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 that was an important lesson for me. I remember thinking like, wow, okay. I thought we've been in this business as, you know, as long as each other. We know about the same uh, uh, <laughs> amount. And I was like, no, clearly this whole sync experience had, had, uh, you know, given JC an, an incredible leg up and an incredible like wealth of insight and in industry mm-hmm. uh, knowledge that I didn't have as an independent artist you know mm-hmm. so i, I yeah. was really grateful yeah. to him for that yeah and we could i think we could see you know th- through the kind of support that you both gave to each other you know and we looked at you know things like um your appearance together on on the wayne brady show uh, where you performed mm-hmm. together and obviously jc was promoting schizophrenic at the time but also mm-hmm. you know yeah. helping to promote you as well and I think that's just such a special thing I think that that kind of connection that you built from all those years prior to, to continue through that relationship to to support each other and, and um, inspire each other whether that was musically or, or through your friendship is is, yeah. is such a lovely and touching special thing I think to, to develop that bond with someone um, yeah. Was that was that I guess the reason also um, you supported the boys? Was it on their celebrity tour? Was it in 0102 that you went and supported and sing yeah. on tour? And and how how did that come about? And what was that experience like for you to kind of be on the road with JC and the boys? Uh, yeah, I mean it was it's again it sort of it was sort of hatched out of that whole time of us. I, I don't know how much of this is public knowledge or or what, but it's. Um, or how much Verena may have shared, but I, um, during the pop odyssey tour, right before the pop odyssey tour, I had just returned to town, um, after leaving Los Angeles to come down here to Nashville to try, I got a record deal that I was trying to make happen and it didn't happen. I went back to Michigan for a minute and then made my way back out to, to LA, uh, in early 21. Uh, two thousand. I'm sorry, two thousand one, and uh, was couch surfing and floating around town, and you know, just drifting a bit and playing shows and writing songs. Um, and JC took me out, invited me out to dinner one night, and and said that he was getting ready to. Uh, he had just bought this house at, in the hills and hired a contractor to help him do the renovations, um, but was going to be gone for the, the better part of the next four or five months on tour with the Pop Odyssey tour yeah. and uh, needed someone, wanted someone that he knew and trusted to kind of oversee the overseer, you know, oversee the contractor <laughs> and yeah. make sure things were being handled properly, yeah. make sure that there was boots on the ground kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a bit of a, a job that he was offering me basically. Um, and uh, I don't remember if, if he was paying me to do it, but the, the offer was basically that when the house is built, you can stay there. <laughs> You'll have a bedroom. 
I'm like, okay. Okay, <laughs> sign me up. Not designed in your bedroom now. <laughs> well, yeah, right? Good. Please pick, out the, pick out the curtains and the drapes. And, um, so I, I was like, dude, of course, man. I'm, I'm your boy. I, I got you. And so, yeah, I spent the better part of, uh, you know, the, the spring and summer of 2001, um, taking care of his, his, his place and seeing to it that it was getting done and, and, uh, dealing with his contractor and getting things paid for. And, and, you know, like it was really cool. It was just like right on. Um, so when the tour, about right around the time the tour was over, the house was pretty much done. It was, it was, it was completed. And, uh, he got to come home to a, 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 a you know, finished house and, and furnished it and and we were living together was he happy? And, yeah he was he was totally totally stoked with it it was it was really great and we were we were basically living together now and so then we started you know going to lunch more frequently together going to breakfast you know here and there and uh watching movies and shit and hanging out again together which was really cool oh, um sad. and he uh you know, so they started mapping out uh, plans to to tour, and um, in the wake of nine eleven, it was like that really kind of pumped the brakes for everybody in pop mm -hmm. music. You know, right yeah. before nine eleven, right before nine eleven, I mean, pop music was the bubble was about to burst. You could just feel it anyway. You know, mm -hmm. and Brit Britney with the snake. It was just like they were becoming the butt of a joke. You know, it was like this isn't this is losing its its grandiosity like this mm -hmm. isn't you know um and how do you try to keep that up in the wake of 9-11 they just knew that like okay tom petty bruce springsteen these guys are going to come out with records that are gonna you know sort of lead the way on how to how the artistic community should respond to something like this for the pop community like the the best the least we can do is kind of tone it down and and not try to you know go all bombastic and act like nothing's happening right now mm -hmm. um so i remember that was part of their calculation in in going from the stadiums and bringing it back down into uh, mm. what they considered a, an intimate show, a more, you know, stripped down <laughs> arena show. Um, and they really took good, you know, real pride in, in shaping that show and, and, you know, having it be a little more low key, less moving parts, less craziness, uh, bringing the band out and letting them actually playing, you know, and doing an acoustic set and uh, just having a much more like eclectic, interesting kind of thing. And so he, I believe he proposed to the guys like, Hey man, you know, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm hanging out again with Tony and, and, uh, and he's working on some stuff right now. He got some great tunes. Um, what would you guys be down with him coming out to open? And, uh, and they were all like, hell yeah, let's, that'd be great. So he, you know, went, we went to breakfast one morning and he said, so I talked to the guys and wondering what you think about jumping on the bus and coming out to tour with us. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let me think about this. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, uh, okay. Um <laughs> and uh and that was it, you know, like um he, he it really was just a simple invitation to come do that. And so then I, you know, I kind of 
had to kind of get my ducks in a row and get my uh, my world together and my, my CDs and T-shirts and what am I going to do and how am I going to travel around and I can't be doing this all myself. I need to bring somebody out with me. So I had a tour manager, an assistant, and um, uh, and eventually we yeah things kind of we fell in line and we're able to get out there. Initially, I was driving uh around chasing the tour in my pickup truck and uh um i was able to sort of downsize at one point and uh me and my tour manager uh, about four or five shows in he worked his way onto the management bus and i finally <laughs> jumped on jc's bus which was what the initial invitation was so it felt mm -hmm. like okay cool i'm not i don't want to be a, a problem here i don't want to you know i want to like just travel cool and quietly along mm. with you guys so but yeah that put me on the bus with with jc justin and chris you know on on their oh, bus yeah. and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah and uh and joey and lance you know and a couple other entourage people were on the other bus but um it was fun man like i had uh, you know i had the unofficial nickname of analog <laughs> on the tour because i I'm not a video game guy and I had like, I had, I had actually, hang on a second. I'll show you. I had like, I had an old mailbag. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was the, <laughs> that was my, that's my briefcase. And I always had like books and my journal and notebooks and, mm -hmm. uh, and I had a pocket pocket size game of, uh, uh, battleship <laughs> and um and an, and an etch-a-sketch like a small little etch-a-sketch mm -hmm. and so like these guys these guys would um like on the longer drives like out in the middle of nowhere america they would we would leave the venue and get out like in maybe an hour outside of the city and the buses would pull over not even at a rest stop or anything they'd just pull over like on a long stretch and uh joey and lance would come jump on uh, the other guy's bus and they would play uh, Halo uh, via Ethernet cable from the front lounge. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I would just sit there on my etch a sketch like watching. <laughs> and I just I was kind of I felt like that's what I felt like the old guy. I was like, yeah, I'm pro pro Professor Luca. Um, but, uh, but it was, it was a blast, man. You know, like it was, it was really cool to see them all, to see them as a unit up close day in and day out to see what you know, kind of, you could just see what they've been through, what they've kind of mm -hmm. accomplished, um, uh, just in the way that they handled themselves on a day-to-day -day basis, you know? Uh, there were a lot of like behind the scenes things that I was like, what? <laughs> okay. I kind of couldn't believe it. It was like, oh yeah, you guys are the biggest band in the world right now. Of course mm -hmm. you would have all these various shenanigans going on, you know? Um, also, <laughs> but I also remember like there was, there was a night when, um, we, I think we were in Houston maybe. And, um, cause man, when, because Genuine was on the first leg of the tour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that was mostly West Coast, which is mostly press, mostly, you know, high profile shows. Once we got to Houston, Smash Mouth joined the tour. Oh, gosh, and, yes. and that was like, <laughs> where am What decade am I in right now? You know, like it felt exactly like almost famous. 
mm-hmm. literally just like almost famous, you know, backstage okay. when you just see everybody and you're just like, what? Um, <laughs> it was a ton of fun. Everybody had a blast with Smash Mouth when they were mm-hmm. out with us. Uh, and then P. Diddy joined us for the West East Coast. So it was yeah. like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so random. <laughs> what is my life? You know, yeah. um, but uh but we, I think, I think it was when we were in Houston after the show or somewhere. We were somewhere, and we went to a club. It was one of the nights where we got to go to this club after the show or on a night off or something, and uh, and it was fun. You know, bottle service, the whole instant cl- club thing, circa two thousand and one. Um, and I wound up on the couch with Justin, and I remember asking him like, "So how do you?" How does this tour feel compared to other tours? You know, um, how's the the arc of things feel right now? And he he said that yeah, um, that this one was a lot of fun because they this was the first tour where they were all single again, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so so yeah, there was a lot more. There weren't any like outside factions. There was no Yoko Ono. You know, not to right. say that anyone that they were involved with prior was a Yoko Ono, but like there was none of that. It was just yeah. the boys being boys on tour again. And that he said, uh, it just feels like early days, you know, which is just really cool. And mm-hmm. I I just remember thinking, like, sweet, <laughs> you know, that I got to be <laughs> a part of a tour where it was it was a good thing. It wasn't like Oh, a management this and the venues yeah. that and the ticket sales this and the guys with this and Chris and Joe like none of that. It was just like, yeah, this is this is really really good. They were all mm-hmm. having a really great time, and uh, you know, again, hindsight is twenty twenty, but like, you know, I don't know that things could have got any more festive had they known it was a farewell tour, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but the fact that it was the fact that it was like the, you know, unknowingly their, their, their last run. um, I don't know. It's just kind of, kind of a weird thing, but, but great again, to know that, that not that they went out with a bang, but, but they, they did, they did, they did, they did, they they really did. Yeah, they they really did. And you're right. I think it's, it's whether, whether knowing that was the farewell, would have helped or not I don't know because in some ways you know I think obviously this was us watching from afar over in the UK but you know in some ways it felt like they didn't say goodbye to us they just disappeared one day and you know they're still on hiatus so they're gonna come back <laughs> and um and that that kind of then felt harder I guess as the years went on and they didn't um but equally there's something really sad about the idea of it ending <laughs> yeah and, and not having that hope if you know what I mean so yeah I, I kind of feel like that that kind of not having that finality to it and, and being able to have that hope has kind of been a positive thing albeit that the hiatus has gone on a lot longer than we would have <laughs> liked it to have done mm-hmm. of course what are we now well do we well, we'll talk about it three years bit, but you know it's <laughs> yeah. counting um but that, yeah. like, that tour experience just sounds you know fantastic fun and you can see from the stuff that we we did get to see you know with the behind the scenes stuff and I'm sure that was very edited and only the best bits that we could see but you know what what goes on tour stays on tour um and and it just sounds like (laughs) such fun was had across the wall and and what an experience to be part of as well as you say and and to see it and experience it yourself and I'm sure you know very proud also of 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 JC in particular but all the boys and, and kind of what they had 
you know we're experiencing and have mm-hmm. accomplished at that point yeah it was yeah. like i said you know to, to, to see to see like all the ground that they had covered and how professional that they had become and and yet yeah. still how pers- personable they were like you know when we were in detroit which was my hometown my mom and my sister and a bunch of my family came and they got to they got to be there for sound check and right after sound check like justin jumped off stage and ran right over to my mom and my sister and like oh. you know, they just, wow. you know, embrace them by, by name and stuff. And they're just like, oh, my God, you know, and <laughs> it was just like, OK, you, you guys are really awesome. And, you know, like we were in uh, we were in Detroit on on Easter, which was uh, weird, you know, but my uncle had a restaurant 30, 40 minutes north of town where um a really nice steakhouse and I uh, made a reservation for whoever wanted to join us from you know, the tour to come have uh, you know, brunch out at the restaurant and JC and Joey came and tour management came and we mm-hmm. all had, you know, brunch at my uncle's restaurant and, mm-hmm. and friends and family came to take photos and the guys were really gracious and mm-hmm. it was just really cool. And, and it's just funny because people don't, even my family, they, 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 they find it hard to believe that, uh, you know, I, I, you know, <laughs> when I bring Joey to my uncle's restaurant, <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> uh, it, it's just they they can't get over how cool he and I cool he and I are like friend wise mm-hmm. and like you have you really have no idea mm-hmm. like this goes back to ninth grade like when mm-hmm. we were just you know clowns banging around Orlando you know and here we are just hang, having Easter brunch together it's just really fun. Yeah, that's I mean, you know, it's one of the things about these five guys that I can definitely confirm that they are so real and normal and loyal. I think it's that, you know, to the people that have been in their lives throughout, I find all of them so loyal and they don't forget you. You know, they're really kind of, I think they have been, I think it's one of the things that I've always liked about them more than about lots of other people, you know, that I've come across. Mm. It's just their loyalty and, and the fact that they are just so normal with, you know, with, with everyone that they meet and so kind and so down to earth, I think. And I think that goes for all all five of them, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, it was also I it was also exciting on that tour because uh Justin was like on days off. Two or three, if we had like two or three days off, he was he was on a plane going down to Virginia, you know, to work with uh, with Pharrell and Timberland. And he would come back and we'd get on the bus and he'd show me like, check this out, check this out. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> you know, when does this come out? <laughs> and and uh, to, to see him like totally just chomping at the bit to not go solo because that wasn't like you know, again, uh, but just like he was in it, like really catching his stride as a writer and, and producer. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know, it was just super cool to see, to see that happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know, we, it's funny, isn't it? Cause you know, obviously his solo career took off and I guess that ultimately did mark the, the end or the hiatus of the band, but we're actually still, feel so proud of Justin and what he has achieved in his social and mm-hmm. um, his solo career and then that's the thing I think we're, we're both both NSYNC fans we're, we're JC fans we're Justin fans um, and, and I think the fact that that music's continued on sometimes I listen to Justin's songs and think oh I wonder if that would have been an NSYNC song and I wonder what that would sound like with mm-hmm. you know JC singing a verse or something but we're, we're so proud of of that and I think that first Justified album 
um, was was you know a fantastic entry for him into the market. And, and actually, he had a, probably a bigger success than the band did over here in the UK. So he's oh, yeah. toured many sure. times here. You know, the, the boys have never, never toured the UK. We've never had the opportunity to see no. a show from them because they, they never came. Their world tour didn't actually mm-hmm. leave North America. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, <laughs> much to our annoyance over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was but, in USA but, and Canada, right? That was yeah, the world. Yeah, that's the world. <laughs> that's the world. <laughs> the world. Yeah, um, but Justin has obviously performed. I think we've all seen Justin over here several yeah. times and obviously hopefully he might come back again soon. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, that's really special to hear about how, what that time was like at the time because as fans, it was... I guess a bit of a bittersweet thing, right? Um, albeit not knowing at the time that that was the end of the voice, mm-hmm. as we knew them. Yeah. Um, so let's jump forward in an entire decade and come back to you. Um, so we go from 2002 to 2012, The Voice US second season, and Tony Luca appears in the blind audition stages and obviously as we know he gets through <laughs> what what was that experience like for you what did you learn from being on that show at that time um it was pretty cool it was it was a lot of fun um you know i was a, at a crossroads again you know just sort of like uh eh, you know uh had made enough had made enough records to feel like okay i i, I i've this speaks for itself, I think. And uh, let's see what this yields. Let's see if this helps me kind of get to the next level of uh, ticket sales and album sales and make some new fans, get some new exposure, shed, shed some light on what I've, what I've done and what I'm capable of doing. Um, I think the only drag about that for me, I think is it, it, because I was at a crossroads, I, I made myself a little too, uh, malleable like too uh right a little too willing to do whatever you know as opposed to going in with a clearer picture of who i was Mm -hmm. as an artist um i i was i was a little more willing to be a chameleon than i was a a a really strong well articulated artist um and so uh yeah like if i if i had it to do over again that's kind of what i would i would kind of go Lead, lead a little stronger vision of myself but i didn't know you know i didn't know what it was and i was just like all right you know um I, i'm glad i picked adam though in hindsight picking blake might have been a little better for my nashville footprint now that i'm here mm-hmm. um but having picked adam it was fun and exciting and we got to do some really cool things and um you know we he and i both enjoyed trying to get one up on christina every week and <laughs> that you know that 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 made for some pretty cool performances and mm-hmm. and all that but um you know uh that whole thing it, it was kind of unfortunate you know that that it went the way that it went with with Christina you know um when when i reached out to Justin to to say hey man you know like i'm doing this voice thing and we're going to live you know, would you be willing to tweet something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, he's like, bro, just tell me what you want me to to, to tweet for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Okay. Um, and once he did that, you know, um, Christina was not happy with that. You know, she was really upset about that. And she raised, uh, I guess, a valid point in that, you know, hey, if we're going to be picking, uh, you know, 
singers that aren't brand new and aren't amateurs, but like semi-established that have other celebrities in their sphere of influence and relationships with other people, you know, to what extent are we going to let that help dictate a winner versus mm -hmm. someone's ability yeah. to, to outsing other singers? And she wasn't wrong and it was a valid point, but the way she went about it was just like really sort of uh, petty and, and kind of nasty and uncool and, but it was just like, whoa. <laughs> you know, so I well, I mean, I just Justin might have tweeted about it anyway without you asking for it, right? I mean, yeah. he's got every right to to exactly. tweet about it, you know. Ex exactly. And uh, but I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> you yeah. know, like, so I got I reached back to Justin. I'm like, did I? Am I forgetting like something that went down or whatever? <laughs> I was like, you know, yeah. So I texted him back and I'm like, man, sorry if I dragged you into some gnarly <laughs> thing here. I didn't see this coming. So <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah. Competition for you, isn't it? Sometimes it brings out the emotion, emotional side of things. And then the oh, competition yeah. aspect just really takes over sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and from there on, you know, the, the, they changed the rules of the show a bit um, and not so much like for the contestants, but for the coaches, you know, that they, they basically said, no one's going to win if we are allowed to tear down each other's contestants. Right. So mm -hmm. either say something nice or don't say anything, right. be constructive with your criticism mm -hmm. and that's it. And so from that point on, the show just became all about like, Oh, that's the best performance I've ever seen. And oh, you're the most amazing. <laughs> You know, it, it, it just became kind of cheese and much more yeah. about the coaches than the contestants. Right. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, so now let's, I guess, have a um, focus on what you're doing currently. So yeah. first thing is your move of lounge sessions on YouTube. Um, <laughs> yeah. How, tell us about this. How long has it been going on? What was the inspiration? What made you want to start doing this? Well, it was basically born out of necessity during the pandemic, you know, um, I, it was, you know, all artists took to live streaming and, um, and it got, it got old fast for the artists and for the fans to kind of, you know, Facebook live, Instagram live, whatever. And, uh, if someone's audio or video was shit, it just made for a tough watch, a tough listen, you know, and, and, uh, um, and I, did it for a little bit and then going into 2021 i'm like you know what i want to if we're gonna do this for you know the foreseeable future let's let's do it right and so i kind of you know decided to like you guys do a podcast but i started to do like an actual show and um it started weekly bi-weekly monthly you know like as as people's appetite for live streaming kind of dissipated, so did my my calendar of of, of show production. But um, yeah, it it just I, I basically got my video and audio component to where I felt like it was above average and decent and worth charging for. And so I figured out how to monetize it and not just rely on the virtual tip jar, Venmo, mm -hmm. and PayPal but like actually sell tickets to this thing and season tickets and VIP things and all of these different, different things. Um, and it, it worked. It kind of just took on a life of its mm. own. The Mo Verb thing just became, cause I had a little mixer that I was using that had a nice little reverb on it that I would <laughs> turn on when I was singing the songs and turn off when I was talking. And, uh, and I clicked it on. I said, do you guys get enough verb there? Anybody enjoying the verb? Anybody, <laughs> want, a little, anybody want a little Mo Verb? 
And so I wrote Moverb. I'm like, ah, cool, a little Moverb. And and there and then I was like, what should we call this whole thing? And Moverb. someone said, why don't you call it the Moverb Lounge? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's that's how it started. And the community that that forged around this whole thing just um was a life raft for all of us. You mm-hmm. know, it was as mm-hmm. precious a thing for me to be a part of as it was for me to be you know, at the helm of, uh, and to this day, you know, the MoFam of people that, you know, forged that connection during that time are still, you know, still connected. Like, and it's just part of my whole Patreon, my whole Patreon thing is you can join the MoFam and you can get in on different tiers and participate. Uh, We've got a private Mo uh, Facebook page. I do monthly Mm -hmm. Zooms with everybody on the first Monday of the month. They're always at a wrong time for me. They're always in the middle of my work (laughs) hours. I can always watch it afterwards and it's like, I missed it again. Yeah, it's not the most convenient thing for uh, For UKers. UK for for sure. But I do, but we do have, you know, I do have uh, fans and uh, I've got a, fan, uh, a couple fans in England, a couple fans mm-hmm. in, uh, I got a fan in Spain, one in Singapore. It's an international community. But, mm-hmm. but, oh, it's um, a great community. It's so fun. It's so welcoming. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I love them all. It's really good. Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been really, really wonderful and a really cool mm-hmm. thing. And, and uh, it, it just, like I said, it, it, kept me alive and kept my family alive through the pandemic and mm-hmm. um i've just it's been fun to embrace and and just carry on because it's got a life of its own now it's got its own brand and i started selling more mover lounge merchandise than i ever sold tony luca merchandise yeah. and <laughs> i tried not to take that personally but uh, <laughs> you know. yeah. i can see your mover lounge sign in the background behind you so you're yeah. representing Mm-hmm. And that was that was a gift from them, you know. Um, they they because I, I had designed the logo, or a friend of mine had designed the logo, which was the neon sign thing. But I was like, well, one of these days, I got to get an actual neon sign. And like that week, I had it in the mail. They had sent <laughs> oh, it. I was like, Whoa! Oh <laughs> so yeah, so I I just that when that when that when the lights on, you know the 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 you know I'm making donuts. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. in addition to Moverb Lounge, you're also touring um, a guitarist with uh, country superstar Brett Young. Um, yeah. How's that going? You've been touring the world, right? Yeah, we're coming over. We're coming to the UK next year um, for second year, second year in a <laughs> row. So we'll get to see you all there if you can come out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been really cool. Uh you know, similar to like the connection of the whole Mouse Club fam, um, the guys in this band, we all c- kind of came up in Los Angeles around the same time. Uh, we're all from L.A. None of us. It's not a, it's not a Nashville band of country fans. You know, like we all were doing the singer songwriter thing out in Los Angeles for years um, and supporting each other's careers and playing shows together. Uh, Brett included, you know, before he left L.A. and came down to Nashville to pursue country. So it was a rare opportunity again, you know, like I was never looking to join, a, a you know, any band, let alone a country band. Um, and uh, but when I kind of got the breakdown, on, you know, what it, what it entailed and who else was involved, I was like, man, come on, let's mm. let's go. So I uh, so I, I did. I joined the band about a year ago and uh you know, it was just a real, real 
great year. A lot of fun. Traveled, mm-hmm. traveled the world. Uh, got to play a lot of great shows. And, um, and uh, <laughs> our tour manager <laughs> was responsible for getting Joey into Tortuga Music Festival when we were down in Florida <laughs> this spring. <laughs> it was really funny because um, Joey was, it's a three-day festival, and Joey was slated to be there on Saturday night to sit in with Shania Twain. And um, it, he, but he didn't realize that your credentials were specific to the day you were slated to appear. Mm-hmm. And just because you're playing Friday, Saturday doesn't mean you get to come and hang out Friday. It's that, mm-hmm. that, that strict. So he shows up Friday night and to see, um, <laughs> to see what's his name? Um, the rap artist, uh, smokes a lot of weed, not Snoop Dogg. <laughs> 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 doesn't narrow it down <laughs> yeah, all right. I, he, he he did a guest thing with uh with out of maroon five i'll think of it anyway he was playing the same night as us on the same stage as us and joey and his buddies wanted to come see him play and they thought they could come friday and get in and they were told no, no. you can't <laughs> so Joey's manager reached out to Brett's team because he knew Brett was on the bill that night. And maybe there was someone in the camp that could get him in. And so our tour manager was like, I'll get him in. And he, I didn't know any of this was going down. So mm-hmm. our tour manager goes all the way down to the VIP, you know, uh, artist check-in and gives credentials to Joey. And, and then our guitar player is like, Hey man, nice work on getting Joey in. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joey Fatone's here. And I'm like, where <laughs> and, uh, wow. and so he was he was up on stage and you know um that's not why cliff who the hell am i thinking of um gonna have to google it rapper who I'm smokes a lot of weed yeah right <laughs> um he was watching his show and we're getting ready to go on but i run i run up i run up on stage backstage you know like where he was standing and like just just grab him from behind and he turns around he's like oh what <laughs> and so we spent the night you know, we spent the night hanging out on the tour bus and getting caught up and and uh actually that's when he told me about the uh the reunion and this was back in like april and i've had to keep oh. it i had to keep it quiet all year which was cool <laughs> but i was i was so excited for him because i you know they were also excited, <laughs> <laughs> rightfully so. But, uh, but yeah, yeah like I would, you know, about, yeah, that would, I mean, say, how did you find out who told you? So it was Jerry. It was Jerry. Um, and, and, and I don't say that to throw him under the bus or get him in any kind of trouble because like, <laughs> if anyone could be in the know, come on. Um, <laughs> you didn't give anything yeah. away to me when i was pushing <laughs> yeah i mean like i didn't even i didn't even go to chris and be like yo joey told me the news like i, I didn't do any of that i'm like all right i'm like, again like i appreciate him telling me that it's cool it's very excited for him but uh yeah we didn't uh it didn't didn't tell anyone anything about that mm-hmm. so that's uh that's how that went so there's no point us asking you what else they've told you and what's next when when the tour's going on sale. <laughs> I know, right? No. Come on, Tony. <laughs> no, I I only know a little bit more than most people right now, but I but that's not part of what I know. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> in fact, in fact, I didn't even. Um, I don't even think it was. I don't even think he told me it was trolls related when he told me that they had. Oh, wow. 
that they had new music and that it was all happening and that it was like justin initiated and i was like what um so yeah that was that was the extent of it but when i heard when i saw the whole trolls thing going down i'm like no way did they not tour in 24 you know and um i i'm as i will say i'm probably as surprised as anybody that that they're gonna wait on that i just i thought for sure that might happen but um, well, I, I think it makes so sense helpful. to wait for Justin if he's got all his stuff ready. I mean, he's had his stuff ready yeah. for a couple of years now, hasn't he? Um, so I don't know if that's still going ahead, but I assume that, you know, Justin is going to go first and go on tour and release an album. And I mean, that's what we're being told. You know, uh, yeah, we're, that's, we're that's, all being, uh, that's the well, story. <laughs> right. I, 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 you know, I'm here for it. I'm here for anything. So. Yeah, that's right. That's what I heard as well. And I, you know, I mean, yeah, it's tough to sit on something as long as he's probably been sitting on something and not feel yeah. like you want to get get that out and feel like it's timely. I just think like the momentum in today's yeah. in today's like fifteen minute news cycle kind of attention span. Yeah, I would have I would have imagined that shortly after at least the release of the film that they would have done it. I don't know I if there's yeah. like a contingency plan in place. Like if the song reaches this benchmark, then they pull the trigger on it. Or if it didn't, then we'll wait. We'll put out a couple more songs. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. What I think, the, what the I think in the fandom, like we're really trying so hard to keep the momentum going, you know, that we're yeah. always pushing well. the next thing and, you know, we're looking for the tiniest little tidbits. Um, but at the moment, it's like all of them doing individual things, you know, so we're mm -hmm. keeping that going, you know. But, yeah, yeah I mean, the instinct thing, we kind of expect not much togetherness for now, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. And I, I, I think that they're all, it looks like they're all kind of getting ready, <laughs> getting yeah. in shape. Yeah. We'll see. I, we'll I, see, I yeah. hope it. I hope it happens, and uh, oh, yeah. maybe by then I'll be I'll be prepared to do another opening slot. Yes, we'll see. please. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Tony, listen, we are so grateful that you've come onto the show today and been so open <laughs> with us. We just wanted to wish you the best for the future, obviously, and, what, and whatever you've got wow. coming next. We're so excited to see it, and, and particularly for you to come over to the UK. Well, I'll see you, you for sure. Yeah, we'll come and <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, we'll spread spread the word, pass the information around, Brina. Make sure Absolutely. these guys know where and when they can. Absolutely. Come hang yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do. Great. Amazing. We'll Thank we'll you so much for joining us. <laughs> it's been my pleasure, guys. And I applaud what you're doing. And I know the guys are grateful for all the promotional love and the help that you guys have been. So keep it up. And uh, yeah, with any luck, you guys will be catching some shows in the next yes. year and a half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tony. Love you. Right on, guys. Love you guys. Thanks, Take Tony. care. Thank Bye. You. Bye. We'll Bye. See you. Ciao. Wow, let me just pick myself up over the floor. What an amazing guest Tony is. Oh, so, so yes. great for him to come and join us. Fantastic stories, right? Yeah, he doesn't disappoint. Definitely doesn't disappoint, does he? Nope. No, yeah. I mean, I just oh. sat there listening to everything that you had to say. Like, barely saying anything. I just listened. It was great. Yep. Yeah, so. And yeah, I, I, I didn't pause once. You just you just want to keep listening and listening one more because yeah. it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 It's actually yeah. something that I noticed like we're 
all of us just sitting there in silence. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. just like, like that. It's like kids oh. listening to <laughs> a bedside story. Up, <laughs> laughing it up. Absolutely. But he's fascinating, right? It was the yeah. way he was telling the stories, but obviously the subject matter as well. And obviously mm-hmm. hearing about not only himself, but our boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some of those stories are brand new things that at least I haven't heard. And, and the ones I had to hear it from his perspective was yeah. just so exciting. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things was hearing about him touring with the boys and being on the bus and and you know, yeah. analog <laughs> and his briefcase <laughs> yeah. with his yes. little edge sketch <laughs> I, I had to oh I had God. to um, really kind of bite my tongue when we were talking to him about that because I thought he's he's really got away with it lightly being called analog here because mm-hmm. you know obviously UK I'm sure we've all in between us fans and, and I you know I had to had the word <laughs> yeah. going through my head that it would probably be called a you know briefcase wanker if it'd been over here in the yeah. UK so he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he got away with it lightly being called analog <laughs> Yeah. If anybody uh, needs to Google <laughs> the in-betweeners. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Classic show from the mid-2000s. But yeah, we we absolutely, we owe Tony big time for that. I think that was very gracious of him to to join us. And Thank, you, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. And are we yeah. going to go see Tony in May? Because we are going to the go UK. See, we are absolutely yeah. going to see Tony in May. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Tony is touring with Brett Young. Brett Young is, um, I mean, our, our US listeners, I'm sure they know Brett Young here in the UK, probably a little less. Um, country artist, very, very successful country artist. Um, and they're touring the UK in May, and they're going to be in Manchester on the 15th of May, on the 17th of May in Birmingham, on the 18th of May in London, 19th of May in Bristol, 21st of May in Glasgow, 22nd of May in Leeds, and 24th and 25th of May in Belfast. So if anybody wants to go and see um, Tony play the guitar and do the backing vocals for Brett Young, uh, definitely go. It, it's absolutely. I, I, I saw it last year, the show, and it's it's just incredible. It's such an amazing atmosphere. I mean, if you if if you're into country music, then anyway. But even if you're not, you will be afterwards. Um, it's a lot. It's of a fun. country and music festival, isn't it? The London one is a country country music festival, and I believe the Belfast one as well. The other cities are standalone shows. Shows. It's just um, Brett Young. Um, the whole Bart band is absolutely amazing. They they work together really well. And co- Tony kind of steals the show, I have to say. Uh, looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, I mean, he is he is just a born performer, right? Yes. Now. Make sure you get your tickets, guys. Make sure you go and, and support him. Because as we say, we're so grateful for him, for him to join us. Mm-hmm. But that, I'm afraid, is the end of our show today. We're done and dusted. Um, really hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure you give us a five-star rating on your podcast streaming service. Subscribe to our channel so you don't miss our next episode. And of course, make sure you share it with your friends so that um, everyone gets to hear a little bit about their favourite NSYNC boys. Um, and also, got to plug ourselves. Don't forget to follow us on our social media channels. More or less any single channel that you can think of. Just search us NSYNC UK Space Cowboys. But until next time, that's it. It's over and out. Bye. 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 Bye.